Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever is going on. It's your boy, Big Moose Thomas, here on the Big Moose Thomas Show. Let's get it. Hey, first and foremost, man, thank you very much for reaching out. Thank you very much for being here, man. This is a live stream. We're going to be talking about everything, including the draft, man. And I know I haven't been that good to y'all, man. So I want to make sure I came back with some good stuff, man. I want to talk about the draft. Uh, we want to talk about um, stadium talk. There's really is anything y'all want to talk about right now. Again, feel free to drop anything in the comments. Uh, I'll be checking those as well. If y'all want to get on the show, all y'all got to do is ask. I'll be able to add y'all on the show as well during the stream right here, man. So first and foremost, um, since I haven't addressed it yet, let me address it now. Um, RIP to Young Simba. RIP to the dude. RIP to that man. R.I.P. to that man. Yo, rest in paradise. Rest in peace, man. Um, to Dwayne Haskins, yo. Um, so many defamatory comments came out when that first happened, and it was just, just, just so sad and hurtful to hear. And I'm glad all that got cleared in the air. I'm glad people got called out for the stupid and ignorant comments that they made towards that man and his untimely passing. Like, just idiots out there that say they can say anything and have zero consequence. And we, no, no, it is not that time. It will never be that time. So, first and foremost, prayers up to his family. And that actually leads me into one thing I actually want to talk about. His passing, um, as untimely as it was, as it is, because uh, it's still an ongoing event, I believe we have the uh, service this weekend. It made me think of something with the commanders. Um, I think we need to talk about at what point does a QB or even a player, in general, a player, a QB or like a team McLaurin, where you truly have to look at the franchise that you're at and ask yourself, is it me or is it them? I believe with Dwayne Haskins' case, he just came to a very dysfunctional franchise. He was still a developing quarterback. And that is a recipe for disaster that we see time and time again. We've seen that happen with Sam Darnold. We've seen that happen going on with Zach Wilson now. We've seen that happen going on with Trevor Lawrence now. We've seen that happen with um, uh, with Deshaun Watson, who was actually able to turn it around. So... We see it happen where just a good quarterback goes to a bad franchise. Again, we've seen it happen with one of my favorite players, actually, Ryan Tannehill. Excuse me. We talked about this before. We've seen it happen again and again. And I think that was the case with Dwayne Haskins. I do not think he was a bad quarterback. I think he came to a bad system. He came to a really bad relationship. He had a change of coaches. He had a change of staff. He had a change of quarterback coach. And then from there, he had a change again because they said, hey, now we're changing the whole offensive scheme. I need you to throw more. I need you to throw to these non-existent receivers. But one good thing they did was they paired him up with his star wide receiver and Terry McLaurin. The Dwayne Haskins draft brought us Terry McLaurin. And I'm so happy about that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Austin Sports, man. Again, if you want to get on the show, man, just let me know. I'll get you. Just DM me on Twitter, bro. 
But yo, like, it, like that's what's happening with McLaurin now. It's like we got him from Dwayne Haskins. That's great. Now with McLaurin now and what's going on with the situation, is this again? I see people saying, "Oh, like here's the thing." I will say for the first time, I think in all of our fandom, we're seeing a player hold out and the fans are behind them. Like, as a whole fandom, we are behind McLaurin being like, yep, you got to pay that man. Like, you got to pay that man. There's no reason why you shouldn't pay that man. If he does not want to be on the field, by all means, please do not be on that field. I do not want to see him get hurt and not be paid. Like, it is just so frustrating to see what he has to do to get his contract because his former teammate is making more money. Than, and again, we're not pocket watchers saying, yo, you going to pay Curtis Samuel? No, 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 no. Curtis Samuel deserves to get paid. I'm not I'm not coming after another man's pocket just because, you know, we can all eat out here. And exactly, we can all eat out here. So pay my man the money, bro. Like, there's no, there's no reason why I shouldn't be getting paid. We can all eat out here. He's clearly your number one. He's behind your rebuild 100%. All right. To be honest, Jonathan Allen is not a sexy name. Really great player. And I, I do mean really great player, but he's not a sexy name. All right. Aaron Donald been doing what he's been doing since he's been doing what he's been doing. And there's still 50% of people, passive fans, who just don't know who he is. Again, the trenches is not pretty. So you put somebody in the trenches with your rebuild, not pretty. Chase Young, household name, still trying to prove himself. He proved himself the first season. Coming into the second season, now we got to figure this out a little bit. So we're coming into the third season. Second season ended abruptly. Um, we we know what happened there. Torn knee, blew it out. It wasn't the prettiest season to begin with, but again, a whole bunch of what-ifs, boom, 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 this, that, and the third. So now he has to come back, okay? So the only person on your rebuild who is without injury and a household name and in a sexy position, quote-unquote sexy position, again, um, I'm not saying that trenches are valued. I'm saying what do fans watch for? Um, What's the last thing you heard a fan say he's watching for D-line play? Just say. So we have these sexy positions. He fits all three boxes. And you're struggling to pay the man? It just doesn't make sense. And here's the thing. You can say... Hey, we're waiting for the Collins money to fall off. Which again, uh, you try to restructure, didn't work out. Hey, you made the right decision. Because again, if you're ever willing to restructure with somebody, you got to be willing to let them go. I'm glad y'all are willing to do that. Again, I hope he comes back at a lower price or at any price. I would love to see Collins come back. So cool. So we let Collins rock. Bam. Why don't you just tell McLaurin right then and there? Hey, we're signing you. Here's what it is. Laying it out on the table. 22 a year. How does that sound? Get it out there. Like, Debo's on the move, which we've seen now. I know that Shanahan wants to keep him. I just don't think... I don't think Debo wants to be the wide back. I know he is an athlete. I know he's a true athlete, meaning he can play in every sport out there. He's a very athletic person. I just don't think he wants to take the hits like that anymore at that wide back position. So, if that's what I'm being used here for... I got to go somewhere else and become a wide receiver. I get what both sides are coming from here. But, again, I just don't think it's going to work out over there. So, he's going to get a contract. A.J. Brown going to get a contract. 
Metcalf going through a rebuild, they gotta keep something. So they're gonna keep Met they're gonna keep something on Metcalf. So he's gonna get a contract. Yeah, your last in line here, if y'all don't get it done within the next, I'll say probably month. Even though I would like to see it before the draft, but I understand if you gotta change some stuff around to get everything to go. Okay. So now you're trying to figure out McLaurin while trying to figure out draft picks. Let's get to the next topic here. What in the helly hell, Hanson, Helly Hanson, is going on with this draft? This is the weakest draft I think I've seen ever. And when I say weak, I mean truly like no one wants to trade up. Everybody's trying to trade down. No one's going for a top five pick this year. It doesn't seem like it. When Washington was going for RG3, I remember vividly already knowing what they were giving up for RG3. Like, I'll say two weeks beforehand. I already knew it, bro. You knew it. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew what the draft order was. It was Andrew Luck, RG3. We knew it. Just what it is. Again, Indy was not trading off the pick. And Washington was trading for the Rams to get that pick. And people just knew it. And that's what it was. Everybody else was afterwards. Like, we knew where J.J. Watt was going in that draft. Like, everybody just knew where people were going. And I feel like there's nothing further than this draft right here from 2011. For 2012. Like, literally 10 years later. This draft just seems eh. Like, we got talks of Chris Olave. Uh, we got talks of Wilson. We got talks of trying to trade back. And and if we do trade back, then what we're going to try to get from there, possibly get another DN maybe, um, maybe another O-line. Again, it's just so messy. I see all these draft talks going on. I see all these draft predictions going on. I see all these mock drafts. And it's just like trash. Like, it really is, man. I do not feel like this is valued at all. I do not feel like we're getting the value draft class this year, man. I feel like this draft class is going to have to really surprise some people. Like, they're really going to have to surprise people through this draft because I'm not seeing anything or any topic that's making me want to be like, yo, let's get that guy. He's going to be a game changer. With the exception of like two players and those are the two players that go on top two so it's like uh, okay like yeah but like there's no there's no like hype or anticipation for this it's just like ah uh, there's one really good the end in here some pretty good wide receivers and a, and a couple flip a coin quarterbacks that's not a good draft that's not a good draft at all and I know I keep hearing fans say, hey, let's trade back. Let's let's stack with the picks and let's get a deep draft going and let's, you know, let's trade back and get back into the third round. I know, like, yo, it takes two to tango. And it's getting towards the end of the night. And even the big shorty got a man now. So, yo, you stuck. Like, yo, you with, you with Mandy Handy right now, bro. That's how your night going to go. It's looking like some self-preservation because right now you are not getting any at the end of the night. And it's looking like we're not going to get any draft picks 
I would I want to draft stars where I'm not I'm not seeing it again. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope I'm wrong. So let's see. But right now it's not looking like I'm wrong at all. It's actually looking like uh we're gonna have to really make a, a decent decision at eleven, which I'm not opposed to as well. Let me tell you why. Ooh, excuse me. That's ice cold water right there. Gotta turn the Yeti towards y'all. Y'all see. You know the vibes. So Y'all know how I feel about Kevin Smith down in Atlanta. Him leaving. We had we have had a real draft, like a real standout draft since him. And while he was here for the for two of the last three seasons, he was actually kind of in a hybrid GM role with Rivera. And he really did a good job. So we needed a GM. He went up for it, got denied. Then we brought in this three-headed monster with Mayhew and I forgot the other dude's name and Rivera, coach-centric approach. Yeah. Then it just got cloudy. We weren't sure who was making decisions, who was veto. You know, it was just like, uh, like Rivera had his hand in too many pots. So this is the draft that really will show, okay, Martin Mayhew had a full year in role. Rivera has now had a full year of releasing his role, meaning taking a step back, going to more of the coaching route, going to more on-field, more on-field, less office, more on-field, and now he's solely on-field. And now Mayhew is solely off the field in contracts. So this is going to be the draft that separates the men from the boys and really tells us whether they can actually get this team on track. Snyder has been everything but removed right now, so he should be a non-factor in this situation technically. I know he's going to come off the yard and probably try to try to make a couple of plays, but you have the advantage of media on your side to make the decisions that you need to make as an organization. So i say again, how will we do this draft? This draft is going to set the season up. It is going to be such a pivotal point because if they fail at this draft, the season will not work out. We will go into a deeper rebuild. There will be another clean house. If we do not have a satisfactory season of, I'm going to say, a nine and nine and eight we got to have a winning season this year. It doesn't have to be crazy. I'm not calling for no uh, um, 11 and 6, 12 and 5, but we got to have a 9 and 8. At a minimum, we got to have a 9 and 8. Can they put that up there? Can Rivera get it together, make sure his guys are all in the field in accordance? Can Del Rio get his DNs? to play on schedule, to follow his lead? Can he actually coach a squad and not just let them go out there and do what they want? Because like we saw in that Buffalo game last year, Chase Young has got found out. Josh Allen just waited for him to go outside to tuck inside and just cover that ground with his feet. And then Chase was doing this weird stutter step, and at last he wanted to be doing a stutter step and as a DN. You want to get there with as little steps as possible. Why are we taking more steps to go nowhere? 
just frustrating. But I digress. So we have a pivotal season. Pivotal season. Jeez, why can't I say the word pivotal? Jeez. Have a pivotal season to separate ourselves from the week. We could actually be good this year. Our schedule warrants it. The Cowboys are playing a first schedule, meaning they're playing the division winning schedule. We noticed the harder schedule was the schedule we faced last year, which we still played admirable to, seeing the what we had, taking a step back and looking at everything. Taylor got us through a lot. Will we see Taylor again this year? Hopefully not, but the numbers will suggest otherwise. Um, Carson wins his full season. He played a full season last year, his first time, I believe, in his career. So it's a lot of a lot of what ifs. Again, Carson needs his wide receiver help. Terry's part of the rebuild. You gotta get that man signed. That we talked about. Excuse me, that we talked about. Curtis Samuels needs to be on the field. And we gotta see production from De'Ami Brown. I know we want to I know we're talking about drafting wide receiver, but we're supposed to have a deep wide receiver class to be core already. Now, that's not to be saying I don't think we should take the uh, the best available player, but I think we should. So, if somebody falls to us at that point, and it's a wide receiver, you draft that wide receiver. Somebody falls to us as a quarterback, you draft that quarterback. Somebody falls to us, and for God's sake, it's a, somehow an amazing kicker, like a C-pass, but better. You draft them as well. Like you just draft the best available what you have. Like, I feel like too many times we try to just get to 100. I mean, we're just trying to just get our health up in different ways versus saying, hey, let's just stack up all the supplies and then we can figure out our health later on. Let's get everything we need and then we can go there. Like, we try to shop our ingredients too much. I'm just saying, just go down and get a Costco membership and take everything you can. You'll figure it out later, man. Like, you'll figure it out later. That's what the good organizations do. They figure it out later. And I believe we're headed towards being a good organization. Now, to be a good organization, you also need to be a good stadium. And I won't get off the stadium talk. So if you don't want to listen to the stadium talk, you can go ahead and go on now. But I'm going to speak about the stadium, man. Ah, right, boys for life, what's going on, man? Yo, the commanders, man, we not in trouble this year, man. This is going to be our life. And I'm going to tell you why, actually. Because if you if you ever come here, uh, Boys for Life, let me know, man. I definitely got to take you out, go to a ball, get a couple things going, man. But uh, the stadium is not in the best place. The stadium is not in the best place. We've known this. we talked about this. It's not in a dump. It's just in the middle of a community, for goodness sakes. It's just literally a school. There's a sportsplex that I played. Like, <laughs> that we play a championship, our county championships game at. That's right there. And it's a bunch of houses, townhomes, and a big old cemetery on the backside of the stadium. That's just not a good place to have a stadium. It's in the middle of a neighborhood. And a suburban neighborhood at that. Now, this isn't like it's like somewhere in Brooklyn, like how the Nets play. Or like this isn't like out in Long Island, like the, like, like the islands you, you used to do. No, this thing is like straight up in the middle of just a neighborhood. It's not good. Now, we talked about the sites where the stadium should be at. I am a full fan of going over to National Harbor. We talked about the sites they could use over there. Again, they can go across the water if need be. 
over to the Alexandria. There's actually a good amount of space in Alexandria for them to build a stadium. It's right off the uh, orange line over there. Excuse me, y'all. It's right off the orange line over there. You could put the stadium right there. Still within the metro. Still within access. You could still get there through public transportation. You could still get your drink on while being in the great state of Virginia, which has happened to be where I reside now. Uh, excuse me. The great commonwealth of Virginia. Let me be respectful. And, and you can still get the game going. The game time experience is crazy. Uh, speaking about boys for life, who just made that comment. I'm going down to Arlington this year to watch the game down there. I've heard so many good things about Arlington. I've never been down there. That's what the commander's new stadium needs to be like. It needs to be like where you're opposing fans. Are like, yo, I just got to go get the experience. I want to see the house that Jerry built. Almost every NFL fan wants to see the house that Jerry built. That's the type of fandom, not a fandom, the type of stardom we need in our next stadium. The Cowboys have sucked, gotten better, and sucked in this short time frame, and people still want to go see that stadium. Man, like AT&T had a whole Super Bowl. It was great. Like That type of environment sets you up for success. It sets you, it sets you up for actually wanting to play at home. Like People right now don't want to go to FedEx. The players don't want to go to FedEx. The people who've gotten hurt at FedEx has been astronomical. I mean, we're talking about Alex Smith. We saw what happened. Chase Young, we saw what happened. RG3, we saw what happened. Um, <laughs> like, like so many players have, have gotten hurt there. Um, Joe Burrow, we saw what happened. Don't forget, Joe Burrow got hurt in that game right there. Like, it's just, like, the field just haunts. Like, every time I go there, my knee hurts because I have a knee reconstruction. And every time I go to FedEx, my knee hurts because I'm scared. I'm just going to walk to the stadium and bang, snap, snap. We out nine months. Or now, the way they're coming back is five months. Crazy, by the way. Shout out to Adrian Peterson for doing that. Um, Adrian Peterson definitely started this ACL. <laughs> I'm not going to call it a trend, but, like, AC, like, Adrian Peterson set the standard for coming back. I mean, my man put up 2K on a, <laughs> on a repaired knee. That's crazy, but I digress. A stadium needs to be somewhere where people need to love the company, to feel the warmth they need to have, again, the, the mass transit to get there. It needs to be in an area that's not residential, but you can live around it, though. Again, like, Foxborough's pretty cool. Uh, I've been there once, like, the setup they have there. It's a little, uh, sort of carnival-ish, if I want to call that. Like, it's a little, like, franchise if you will, when you go to Foxborough. Um, Met Life again is just in the middle of swamp. Um, Philly, don't get me started on it. It's the dirtiest, dirtiest place I've ever been to. Uh, the city of Philadelphia is just it's just a bigger Baltimore with more drugs. That's the only way I can describe Philadelphia. It's bigger Baltimore with more drugs. If you know how bad Baltimore is, Philly's probably worse. It's just no one wants to report on it and no one wants to go in those trenches down down in Philly, bro. But I I'll, I'll leave that city alone before they throw batteries at me or something. How wild my car. But again, the commander stadium needs to be somewhere that people want to go. People want to feel welcome. It wants to be open. Somewhere you feel safe at night. And it's not saying that we don't feel safe in Landover. I feel very safe in Landover. I'm also black. I'm also from PG. It's just the truth of the matter. The people who coming over from Virginia, they don't like going over to Landover. They get a little scared when they go over there. It's sad. It should be addressed. We just speak of facts how it is. But for some reason, they could do National Harbor. They all in throughout National Harbor. So 
get it down to National Harbor. Keep that money in PG. Keep them people in PG. Keep them black people in PG employed as well through these uh through these games as well as concert venues because you know when you build a new stadium you're gonna go ahead and fill it up with an amazing concerts. So let's go ahead and do that. Or you know the Trump card would always be RFK old site somewhere in uh DC. Could always be the Trump card if you can ever pull it. Uh, no pun intended. But I would. Again, that'll just be it. They did that. It's like, all right, cool. I'm buying a jersey. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, like, I'll just, I think the stadium talk can't go away because as much as we want to see the McLaurin deal get done, as much as I want to see them go, again, if you go nine and eight, it's a different talk. If you go nine and eight, you'll, you, you can have FedEx packed at nine and eight, to be honest. So let me, let, let, let me not misconstrue that. Winning does cure all. It truly does. For everything I've said this whole, whole entire broadcast, Winning does cure all. If we go eleven and four in the last game of the season to play that FedEx, it will be packed out. Excuse me, in the last two games to play the FedEx, those last two games will be packed the flip out. Now, if you go four and twelve, that last game will look like a junior varsity outdoor volleyball championship game. So we got to know that winning cures all, and that's why this draft is so important. That's why we need to make sure that we truly spend our time to make sure we get quality picks, not just looking to trade down, but actually get actually have a draft board and make sure we choose from it. No off-the-boat picks from Dan. And we need to find a way to honor Dwayne Haskins' time in D.C., because I believe he got the short end of the stick being here. And I wish nothing but success for that, man. Like I say, even in even in Pittsburgh, wish nothing for success for him because I knew he came from a dysfunctional franchise being here. And I know this is this is what I talk about why I say Snyder's a fan, not an owner. Like, I know Snyder had deep connections with him. I know Snyder wanted to see him do great. There's no doubt about that. It's just he he didn't set him up to be great though. Like you oh, we got McLaurin, correct. Where was the online line help them? He was running for his life during those games. It was the defense. Where was the receiver help? Tight end. Again, he wasn't set up for success here. And it looked like he was getting everything together and in Pittsburgh, just such an untimely, just an untimely event. But I would love to see him throw another touchdown. But hey, y'all, thank you very much for listening today. Thank y'all for being on the podcast. Thank y'all for everything. Can I love y'all? Like and subscribe. Make sure you go ahead and like the YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube page. It's Big Moves Thomas. Subscribe to the podcast. And that's your boy, Big Moves Thomas. And then go ahead and get on Twitter. Follow your boy at what? Big Moves Time. It's again, that's B-I-G-M-O-V-E-S-T-I-M-U-S. We out here, y'all. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace.